Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking once again with Zhuzha, and last time we talked about all of the different languages that she speaks. Uh, and today we're going to look at uh, her home country, which is Hungary. And so, Zhuzha, if you were talking about Hungary to somebody who didn't know much about it, how would you introduce the country? Very interesting question. Um, it's a, I would go from, because I'm a linguist, so I'd go from the linguistic point of view. It's a country in Central Europe, uh, which is sort of an island surrounded by countries which, where totally different languages are spoken. It's a country which I think is a relatively friendly and welcoming country, at the same time quite pessimistic, and um, people have a different way of thinking than in the countries around it, in my opinion. Often people uh, put it into the same category as the Slavic countries around it. I think there is some truth in that, of course, so from the economy perspective, uh, yes, probably it's Central Eastern Europe. Uh, however, culturally, we don't really have a lot to share with those um, uh, countries. Uh, well, maybe in gastronomy, some dishes are are um, similar, and um, otherwise, yeah, it's it's really a country that stands on its own in a way. Um, yeah. And so, do you think the people, Hungarian people, are, are happy with that, or proud of that, or they'd like a neighbor that they had more in common with? I think they're proud of that. At the same time, the t so if you ask an average Hungarian to describe Hungarians, it's either they say that uh, we're very pessimistic and negative about everything, which I only experienced when I moved abroad. I didn't really realize when you live in that context that everything you say is so negative about everything, but it's true if you look at it from the outside perspective, yes. Um, on the other hand... Um, uh, people are yeah proud to be Hungarian because they think it's cool and they there's also this idea of people thinking yeah great Hungarians of the world there was always a Hungarian somewhere uh, when something important was invented and uh, um, in a way yeah people are proud of, of their country I think and is it true that the Hungarians come from the Huns the uh, tribe that ravaged the Roman Empire in the fifth century but it's mixed, it's very, very mixed. So there are some German, there's quite a lot of German influence, actually. So, as my name also says, Hoffman, so especially in the western part of Hungary, quite a lot of families have German origins. Um, some Slavic influence, obviously, because, I mean, geographically, if you look at the countries around us, people mixed. And, and that also, if you look at, there's not such a thing as a typical Hungarian look. So if you want to characterize, I don't know, typical Scandinavian, that's easy. Typical Italian, what they look like, that's very easy to define. Typical Hungarian, no, there's really everything. I mean, some of them look almost, I'm not saying Asian, but really from the East, clearly. Um, some, of the, some of us look Mediterranean, some of us look almost Scandinavian. So you can also see it when you look at the people. And... 
has that, that mixing of all of these different people, has that been harmonious or are there ever problems between... In history, people? of course, now it's not an issue anymore, obviously. Um, although there are some groups of the population which, yeah, um, still face discrimination, sure. Uh, but um, in history, sure, there were lots of uh, conflicts and, as you well know, you know the, the monarchy and... and before that, the, the shape and the size of the, the countries changed a million times. And uh, yeah, it's due to that mainly, in my opinion. Okay. I'm not a historian. So. <laughs> so for most of the second half of the 20th century, Hungary was in the Eastern Bloc. Mm -hmm. uh, and you were telling me before that in your lifetime, you didn't think that was a particularly uh, hard form of communism or a difficult time. No, I was born at the end of the 70s. So... Um, in the 80s, yes, it was still officially part of the Eastern Bloc. However, it was much easier, let's say, or, or user-friendly. I don't like that word. But it was easier to live than um, in the 60s, let's say. So, of course, we didn't have access to lots of things. We didn't, I don't know what certain cartoons were that Western kids could already watch on television. We didn't have a telephone at that time. You had to wait for years to get a phone line, and then you had to share your line with your neighbor and things like that. Or you had to sign up for a car, and maybe five years' time, when you were lucky, they called you. Now we've got a car for you. But, you know, there was a decent middle class. Most people did have a car. Most people did have a job, <laughs> um, a flat or a house. So the only thing, yeah, of course, we it was not easy to go abroad. So first time I went to the West, let's say it was in 89, probably. We went to Austria and it was a very big deal to see Coke and chewing gum and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's some nostalgia in it, I think. And now people, I mean, if you just look at it, it's a representative. If you look at Facebook, it's full of those nostalgic pictures. Do you remember if you grew up in the 80s, you must know this product, that product that nobody else knows? And, uh, and um yeah, we used to have lots of shows, for example, TV shows which came from Poland, Czechoslovakia, Russia and Soviet Union, um, that we now we share with those cultures, that background that nobody else knows. So that's, it's interesting, in my opinion, to have lived that. And, and I'm very happy that I lived in that period. Okay. And do your parents remind you that life was more difficult for them when they were your age and things like that? Not really. No, but maybe that's that's the way my parents are. No, not really. So, uh, of course, I know stories that, uh, you know, you went to a shop and there's not much to buy. But then again, I think Hungary was not as bad as some other places. So there was always food to eat. There was always... Yeah, there were lots of opportunities, actually, for entertainment also, quite a rich cultural life. So, no, it's, it, we don't have those stories going on in the family, how difficult it was for me when I was a child, no. And then it seems like, perhaps because of that, that of the, of the old Eastern Bloc countries, mm -hmm. Hungary is one of the most progressive or one of the ones that transitioned to, let's say, Western democracy uh, more easily than some of the others? It started off really well, okay. I think, and then it's really not my duty to say what it's like now. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about um, numbers, but I think some other countries, such as Slovenia or, or the Czech Republic, they're doing better than us now, but I'm not really sure. It, it's true that we started off 
really quickly. And uh, probably also for, for Hungarian society, this transition was a bit too quick, actually. So suddenly there was everything, and suddenly there a group of society formed which got really rich from one day to another and then that triggers you know, this certain type of behavior behind which is not necessarily very positive um, but I think people have calmed down in that respect now and uh, um, so now now it's it's sort of normal again. <laughs> right. And so Budapest, the capital of Hungary, is quite a famous city and a lot of people from the West go there. Uh, outside of Budapest, what are the, the things to see or the places it's, to visit in Hungary? It's true that it's a very centralized country. Mm -hmm. I always compare it to France with this Paris and there's the rest, of course. It's a little bit like that. So for a tourist, definitely Budapest is the number one. I'm not from the capital, I'm from the second largest city. And if I say it's almost the size of Geneva, nobody knows it. So that shows how how important the capital is, because I think most people in Europe at least know where Budapest is. Um, however, there are still some really nice landscapes. And Hungary is a very flat country. There's a flat land in the east, which is very popular with tourists. Because I come from that region, I've never understood why that was so interesting, because in my opinion, there's nothing to see there. But people love it, apparently. <laughs> there's some really nice spas and some thermal water, which is good. And in the west, we have a big lake, which is great for tourism too. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Thank you.